0: It's time for episode 519 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, September 6, 2023. Clockwise for people, for tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast that's going back in time to school. All of the things. My name is Dan Morin, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, my pal, my Dungeon Buddy, because we play much Dungeons & Dragons together on the internet. It is Micah Sargent. How are you doing today, Micah? I am well, Dan. Um, (laughs) You said that like an AI, Micah. (laughs) uh, Because I I was
1: like, do I lie and make everyone feel good? (laughs) Yes. Um, I feel great. Everything's awesome. And I am... As sorry slash happy for those of you who are going back to school depending on how you feel about it good good for you or i'm sorry for you <laughs> wow
0: you really have covered all the bases in this intro Micah. <laughs> moving <laughs> along this is of course the show where we talk about four tech topics with two fantastic guests to my left this week it is a technology reporter at the washington post our favorite technology reporter the washington post i should add the one and only heather kelly welcome back heather oh.
2: My colleagues are going to be so sad about that, but it's true.
0: <laughs> That's But we know. We know it's right. We
2: know.
0: Uh, it's,
1: it is true. It is very true. Uh, to my left is the president, CEO, Supreme Leader of Lex Friedman Consulting. You guessed it. It's Lex Friedman. Hi, Lex. Let the record
3: show. I did not write that intro. <laughs> Hi. Thanks for having me.
1: There's, I think Dan did, because no I way definitely of knowing. I didn't. There's no way of knowing who
0: wrote that <laughs> intro. Anyway, uh, let's kick things off today. Google is turning 25. I'm kind of curious to know what you think their lasting legacy will be, and especially like where they're kind of going in the next quarter century, given the way the technology industry seems to be evolving and search engines and all of that. Heather, what are your thoughts on Google, uh, past and future?
2: God, this is such a deep first question on a Wednesday when everybody's sick. Thanks, Dan. Um, I obviously like Google helped create the open internet, and then it kind of has destroyed it and devalued it. So that was cool of them. Um, they did a good thing. They hung around too t- too long. They made a bunch of billionaires, and I feel like we're going to see a terrible impact from that over the next few decades. Like they were trying to extend life, or Start their own countries. I don't know. We made a bunch of weirdos with with display advertising, um, and now we have to pay. But also, just googling things is trash now. Have you googled like a question lately? It's impossible.
1: Yeah, it's nine pages of scrolling down to get the answer you're looking for. It's like an SEO
2: trash fire. Um, But oh, Google Photos though—that is my favorite all-time app ever, and I hope just like that one thing lasts. So that's my Google take.
1: Um yeah. I, I, now I'm just thinking about how Googling is like uh reading a recipe online. And <laughs> that's really frustrating to me. Um I think that their lasting legacy will continue to be searched. That's something that um Google itself has kind of said, so I'm cheating a little bit. Um uh, I'm looking over at Sundar Pichai's um, uh you know paper and but i but i do think that that is at the basis of what google aims to be um i hope that yes things like google photos uh last in the, in the long term but i think ultimately i hate to say it google's legacy it continues to be just Spaghetti project after spaghetti project. And sometimes I don't know what it's like, what is a spaghetti project that actually then gets legs? It's sort of, I don't know, an impacted spaghetti project because it's sticking to the wall a lot longer. Um, So some sort of gross modern art piece. And then they still end up scraping it off of the wall and taking it away. And you never know. And I do think that that is part of Google's legacy. Like that is what we know Google to be a company that you never truly can trust to keep something around because they may just get out their little, um, you know, spatula scraper and start
3: taking that spaghetti off the wall. Uh, Lex, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, obviously, Google, the word is synonymous with search. You'll still very often hear people talking about Googling for a thing because they probably use Google because everything else sucks even worse. Uh, I have a special affection for Gmail. Uh, I had to work at a job at a giant company where they they were a Microsoft shop and not a Gmail shop. And I realized how much of my own career success I sincerely and genuinely attribute to having a lifetime of my email easily searchable, instantly searchable. Like That really is a difference maker for me. Um, I use and appreciate Google Drive. I know people have plenty of issues with you know Google's document editors, but I really like Google Sheets. Um, but I, I think their legacy will be reshaping digital ads. Uh, I think Google AdSense um, and the way that Google looked at ads and digital ads and targeting ads based on what all the creepy things are they know about you uh, clearly draws a straight line to Facebook and meta ads and, and paid social and how all that works. So I think really redefining what advertisers um, believe they're entitled to and... Um, probably permanently damaging uh human privacy on the internet. <laughs> uh but to me that's their biggest legacy is, is their revolu- which had a lot of positives and a lot of negatives but how they revolutionized internet advertising. Hmm.
0: Uh, I mean, yes. This was a very broad question to kick things off. You all did a fantastic job with it. I think these are all really great. Did I pass answers. the test, <laughs> Woo! Uh, Lex, You you have correctly not needed to Google your own answer, which is good. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Google like started, I think you know, basically, I mean, twenty five years ago now ish, and that was basically my beginning, like my, my freshman year of college. So it has like dominated my like adult life basically, and it is interesting. I think to both Mike and Heather's points about the house search has kind of gotten and (laughs) crapified, to use a technical term, uh, in (laughs) recent years and how they're struggling with that. And I I also think, Lex, you kind of hit the nail on the head where I was thinking, which was sort of Google has perfected the idea of the user as product. I think that is kind of their legacy to my mind is Mm. they have come up with this perfect machine where they can essentially give things away mostly for free in exchange for Harvesting user data, uh, and that is kind of their legacy to me. Is like they they set this whole expectation for all these other startups and internet products and all these things over the last couple decades, where it's like, oh, if you're charging money for something. <laughs> Like, it's got to be really great, right? Like, why oh, I can get all these great services for free. Like, why should I be paying for this? So mm-hmm. I think there is some permanent damage there just sort of from a, a economic, socioeconomic perhaps even point of view that they've just managed to create this this machine for, for sucking in data and selling ads and building little projects that sit on top of it, which is such a weird idea, but it has become kind of a de facto uh, business model for so many different services and products. So um, for better or for worse, I think that's probably where they... Ended up. Although I will note, interesting, none of us picked Android as their lasting legacy, which I think is also interesting. What's that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Android. um, Uh, Yeah. uh, uh, I think in large part because in some ways it's been shaped more by the you know, hardware manufacturers and stuff, even though Google created it, like it's kind of taken on a life of its own, which is interesting. Maybe they'll spin it off into its own company someday. Like a true Android, it's taken on a life of its own. (laughs) Uh, Frankenstein's Android? I don't know. There's something there. All right. Thank you all for your thoughts on that. Let's go to our second topic, which comes from Heather.
2: Um, This is somewhat related to like how the internet is now just like a, a, our relationship with it is weird. I was thinking about how I used to log on every morning and go, To specific websites and had like my bookmarks and I would cycle through them and I just don't do that anymore. I was wondering if it's just me, do you guys still just like open up a browser and Google doesn't count here and like type in a website or go to a bookmark every single day and have like your routine?
1: I love that you say log on in the morning.
2: <laughs> just, <Doo-doo-doo-doo>. I'm just <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly sitting there hearing the, the modem uh, and then my grandma going, I need to make a phone call. <laughs> okay. Sorry, <laughs> grandma. Um, so I, yes, I actually do. Uh, I love this question. Um, there are kind of three sites that I end up going to each day. Uh, tech meme, which of course, uh, is the site where they kind of collect uh, tech stories. But over time, it's gotten a little bit too focused on VC stuff. Sorry, tech meme, love you. Um, and then The Verge, I do go to The Verge directly. And 9to5Mac. Um, those three sites are kind of three that I just have to type in nine and then Safari knows where where I'm headed. Uh, if I do type in T H then it knows the verge. And if I type in T E it knows I want to go to tech meme Uh, outside of that. Yes, I do use the Amazon app, but I'm often at my Mac and, uh, just type in a and Google or Google, uh, Safari knows that I want to go spend money on Amazon. Um, but I don't think that one's part of my routine per se. Although I guess if you go to something almost every day, it is part of your routine.
3: <laughs> so uh, there it is, laid bare. Uh, Lex, it's your turn. I I mostly thought of this question as being on iOS devices because on the Mac I don't use any of these site specific apps. I'm only using their websites. But on my Mac, you said Google doesn't count the. The two, or sorry, on my iPhone, the two that I visit the most um, are probably that have apps are Wikipedia and um, Casey. Please forgive me, but IMDb. Those are the two that I because I basically what I did was look at my uh, many many open tabs in Safari and uh, saw what sites I go to the most, and those are those are the two that I saw again and again. Uh, I strongly recommend. Uh, that if you are like me and open lots of pages in Safari, they use the settings on iOS to let you automatically close tabs after a little while, because otherwise I never close <laughs> any, uh, if you want to save it, do something else. But, um, I, I, there's nothing that uh, outside of, um, actually literally Washington post and New York times are the only two apps that I use for reading news. Everything else. I'll just go to whatever the website is. Uh, so you're welcome Heather. And, uh, but that's, <laughs> that's it for me.
0: I, yeah, I I tend to either like leave stuff open, like I've got like a perennial set of tabs that are in like a tab group in Safari, and those are just left open all the time, which are most of the tech news sites I read. So I guess technically I don't type them in. The closest I would get is um, I read like uh, entertainment news stuff sometimes, so like TV news and like uh, film news and stuff. And I will often go to those websites like TV Line and Deadline and those kinds of things um i have bookmarks i do have bookmarks for like i read some comic strips every morning and i just have like bookmarks and i have a little shortcut that opens them but i guess i don't technically type those in either uh and other than that i think wikipedia is a good point uh, although i have like a search like macro for both it and imdb which i use way more than like actually going to those sites so very very few places i think um and i don't come to think about i don't even know about like why the ones i go to i still type those in that just seems like weird and random because i do read them almost every day but i think sometimes i read them multiple times a day too so it's just easier to type like tv and then like hit like autocomplete in in Safari. but mostly i just kind of leave the stuff open that i'm i'm looking at all the time uh, i guess i go to the dnd beyond site a lot too. I type that in for sure <laughs> uh heather why don't you wrap this up for us
2: um so the reason i thought of this is i used to go every day so i'm just chasing the high of being happy right like i just want to laugh or feel Ooh. joy and it's hard to find that and uh tiktok does a good job but i would go to something called delisted.com which was trash mm. gossip just like obscenity-laced, juicy gossip about actors and socialites, whatever. Anyways, I've been checking this, like, you know, every few days for decades, like I used to do with Cocker, and they shut down at Aww. the beginning of last month, and I was a little lost, and so now the only thing I go to is I'll go to Reddit. I refuse to use the Outlook app, so I only use a tab for that, um, <laughs> and something called go Fug Yourself, which, again, is a little gossipy site that brings me brief, brief that was with moments an, of joy. That's F-U-G? go fug f-u-g yes i wouldn't say a bad word here
1: would I? <laughs> oh no i just i just wanted to go to the site <laughs> oh
2: it's, it's just very very too it's like a blog i think they're all like blogs i used to go to blogs and yeah. now they're not it's not no like one goes as anymore much. too
0: crowded all right that's two topics down two topics left to go which of course means it is halftime here at clockwise and this week's episode is brought to you by zock doc Look, uh, have you ever been on the hunt for a new doctor and you ask everyone you know for their recommendation? I mean, it makes sense. You want a doctor who actually gets you, listens to you, and makes you feel super comfortable. Finally, after weeks of searching, you find the one. They meet all your requirements and then some. So you call the office and they have an appointment available... Then you find out your perfect doctor doesn't take your insurance. Don't worry. Head over to ZocDoc to find and book the doctor who is right for you and takes your insurance. ZocDoc is a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book appointments online. We're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top-rated patient-reviewed doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for the ones who take your insurance, who are located near you, and treat almost any condition you're searching for. These docs all have verified reviews from actual, real patients, not bots, The average wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 and 48 hours. That's it. You can even get same-day appointments. Once you find the doc you want, you can book them immediately with just a few app taps, so no more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. And I confess, I although I have not used Zocdoc yet, I am actually about to because my uh, personal physician of twenty five years is retiring, so I oh need no. to find a new doctor, and I don't even know where to start. So I guess Zocdoc is the place to do it. And I know our very own guest, Lex Friedman, is a big fan of Zocdoc and has used Zocdoc uh, in is the sure? past. So there you go. What better recommendation could you get than from the internet's best Lex Friedman? <laughs> <laughs> so go to zocdoc.com slash clockwise and download the Zocdoc app for free. Then find a book, a top rated doctor today. That's zocdoc.com slash clockwise. Once again, the best URL on the internet to say zocdoc.com slash clockwise. <laughs> Thanks to <laughs> Zocdoc for the support of this show and all of Relay FM. All right. Halftime is over. Micah, take it away.
1: Yeah, I have a simple question for you. What is or what are your preferred text editors? Lex, we'll start with you.
3: Uh, I do all of my text editing in three apps. Uh, BBEdit is the one that I use probably tied for the most, um, tied with Notes, where I do a whole lot of uh, synced text editing. And then uh, I'm a a heavy user of Panix Nova for text-based code editing, Um, but I spend yeah, like a heavy portion of my day in those things. And typically, even if I'm composing an email, I like to go over to BBEdit first and compose it, and then paste it into whatever email app I'm using.
0: Wow, I don't I don't know what alignment that is, but it's a good one. Um, <laughs> I use BBEdit as well. That's where I write most of like my tech uh, journal- journalism pieces. I also do use MarsEdit, which is a specified blog editor that I use to post to stuff over at Six Colors and occasionally my personal blog. Um, I use notes as well for sharing and collaborating, and also for just like keeping track of stuff. And then for all my fiction writing stuff, I use Scrivener, um, which I've been using for many, many years, and I really enjoy. And then I have a couple of those that I end up doing work in. Like, I manuscripts and publishing are still uniformly in Microsoft Word, so I end up having to use Microsoft Word for those. Uh, and I'm um, trying to think what the other one was, but I've totally oh on the on the iOS side, I've long used um, One Writer numeral one writer which is kind of just a simple uh markdown text editor so i'm a big fan of that as well but yeah there's a lot of places to write text and apparently i use like half of all of them heather what about you
2: by accident i always default to uh text edit <laughs> on mac just <laughs> just one word um, and uh, my habit is to to start a bunch of documents and then not save any of them and not know where they are and then like once every six months i'll clean it up uh yeah. but i'm supposed to use Bear. Which I love. I just, my, my muscle memory is not taking me there as much. So I don't know why. Um, sometimes I use, like, a pen and paper just to be, like, chaotic and retro. Mm. <laughs> and that that's it. I'm sorry I don't have, like, eight text editors. You guys are fancy.
1: <laughs> I am um, a, uh, I guess I have two main that i use um ia writer is the uh sort of main text editor that i use for work but everything else um like heather uh goes in text edit i really love text edit and it, it i basically i've talked about this before each day i sit down on my mac i open up text edit and i create a document for that day um And it just has like a date slug is the name and all sorts of stuff happens there. It's like a, uh, a little pasteboard, and it's a, Oh, I need to write something that I want to then copy and paste into an email. I want to do this. I want to do that. Um, it's the way that I stripped strip text of formatting. And yes, I know there are dozens, if not hundreds of other ways to make this happen. There are shortcuts. There are, uh, text expander snippets. There are keyboard maestro, uh, application. I know I, it's just not how I do things. Um, and so yeah, between text edit and I, a writer, that's how I, I pretty much get my work done. Um, although shout out to pages as well Mm -hmm. as the Mm -hmm. kind of fancy, let me sit down and make things happen. Um, text editor of choice. Uh, all right. Thank you all for your answers on that. Let us move to our next topic, which comes from Lex.
3: I save my most controversial answer till the end, which is I hate Markdown. Uh, anyway, my topic is Whoa. if you were suddenly required to abandon iOS and switch to Android, I'm presuming that all of us are iOS users. Feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. But if you had a switch, what would you miss most if you switched to Android? What What iPhone or iOS feature
0: would you miss the most? I think, I mean, the practical answer is something like messages, um, which obviously, you know, it still works. You can still do SMS messages, but I am in so many iMessage conversations that I feel like my, it would really give me a, take a hit there. Um, I think feature-wise, honestly, currently, the thing I would miss the most is the photos, um, shared albums, which is the thing that I share with um, my wife and some other family members where we post pictures of our kid, basically, for like our parents and other cousins and aunts and uncles and stuff. And... I feel like all of a sudden I wouldn't be able to get into that and I would be very, very sad about it. Um, but I mean, there are so many things I use every day that it's really hard to just pick one exact feature. But I think probably, yeah, the photos syncing, the shared library stuff, all of that stuff. I know there are replacements for it. But assuming everybody in my house and my life is staying on their iPhone, I think I would be very sad to have to be shuffled out of the ecosystem like that. Heather?
2: Um, the Stocks app. No. Uh, <laughs> where else are you going to get I, your stonks? <laughs> how would I know? Um, oh God! Remember when they let us delete that. Finally, <laughs> I've been so free oh, ever goodness. since. Um, I I don't know if I would miss any one thing. Like I firmly believe everything I can get an iPhone at this point. You can get on Android. I, they just like steal features back and forth forever. It's the it's the muscle memory again of like knowing mm-hmm. where everything is and how to get around and not thinking about it. Like having to relearn that would drive me insane. And then all the money I've sunk in over the years into apps or I I do I do have to say I really love Apple Fitness. They're so mm. cheerful and like full <laughs> yeah. of life.
0: Close your rings. <laughs> and
2: I'm, oh, I don't have an Apple watch. That's crazy. Um, I just I just want somebody to yell at me in the morning and it's and and with a smile. So I'd probably miss that.
1: just um i'm gonna go with the if i switch to android i would miss my apple watch so the opposite of heather um (laughs) i really like uh you know the the apple watch and you know right now it it works best whenever it's integrated with your phone and you can track all of your health stuff there. And yeah, I guess I could set it up with somebody else's iPhone if I switch to Android, but it's just not the same. So yeah, all of the back and forth that I can do with my iPhone and my Apple watch, um, I, that I very much enjoy. That is something that I would miss if I had to make the switch to Android.
3: What about you though, Lex, what would you miss? So for me, it's, It's Some of the iOS-specific apps would be the thing that would be the hardest for me to say goodbye to, like uh, Ivory or Overcast or (laughs) the Game Pocket Run pool that I still play every day. Like apps that only exist on iPhone would be, I think, the hardest thing keeping me from switching. Uh, A close second would be, and maybe some of this exists on the Android ecosystem, I just don't know. But as I I mentioned earlier, we were talking about text apps. I I use Notes regularly. I use a lot of Apple's... uh, non-stock stock stock apps regularly and the fact that they sync seamlessly between my mac and phone uh in core apps is super useful and important to me and i would really miss that i would suddenly feel like it'd be like i was using two different things (laughs) all the time in a way that would be very chaotic for my simple
0: mind Wow, uh, that is four topics down. We've got just enough time for a bonus topic. But before we get there, I want to mention something very important we're talking about here this month on Relay FM. September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. Since our first Relay FM for St. Jude campaign in 2019, we've raised over $2.2 million as a community. With your help again this year, we know we can surpass $2.5 So help us get there. St. Jude won't stop their life saving work until no child dies from cancer. With your support, we'll be one step closer to that day, one cure closer one child closer. Did you know it's estimated that more than 400,000 children worldwide develop cancer each year, and nearly half of them are never diagnosed? In the United States, more than four out of five children survive cancer, but in many developing countries, this statistic is reversed. Fewer than one out of five children diagnosed with cancer will live. The most significant predictor of whether a child will survive cancer is where the child lives. That's why in March 2018, St. Jude became the first and only World Health Organization collaborating center for childhood cancer. The goal of the WHO Global Initiative for Childhood Cancer is to raise the survival rate of six common childhood cancers to 60% by 2030. In 2021, St. Jude and the World Health Organization launched a global, app, a global platform for access to childhood cancer medicines. It aims to provide free chemotherapy medicines in the next few years to as many as 120,000 children along, around the world with cancer. St. Jude is now in the pilot phase of that initiative in April this year. They met with representatives from the program's first few countries to figure out the logistical details of how the process worked to get medicines from ports of entry to hospitals. You can read more about the global work of St. Jude at global.stjude.org. We're so incredibly grateful for the generosity of our community over the last five years, and we'd love your support again this year to support the life-saving mission of St. Jude. The fifth annual podcast-a-thon is fast approaching, live on Friday, September 22nd, from 12 p.m. to 12 a.m. Eastern. Yes, 12 hours this year. We Need your help to raise as much money as possible for St. Jude before that day, too. Donors who make an individual gift of $60 or more will receive a digital bundle of Relay FM wallpapers and screensavers. Last year, our screensaver sent shockwaves through the Relay FM community, so don't miss out. Also, donors who make an individual gift of $100 or more will receive our 2023 sticker pack featuring all new designs. When you donate this year, please click the blue Search Employer button on the donation summary page to check if your employer offers a matching gift program. If they do, you'll get an email with details on how to have their match credited to our campaign total. And if you want to get more hands-on, you can start your own fundraising campaign to help us reach our goals while earning exclusive Relay FM merch. Fundraisers who raise at least $1 will receive a 2023 face-off edition of the Relay FM for St. Jude Challenge Coin. And fundraisers raising $250 or more will also receive this year's incredible desk mat. And new for this year, the top 50 fundraisers at the end of the campaign will receive a limited edition Relay FM for St. Jude tote bag in an all-weather material with laptop sleeve that may have a surprise inside. So please go to stjude.org slash relay to donate. And to find out more about fundraising, that's stjude.org slash relate to learn more and donate. St. Jude won't stop until no child dies from cancer. With your support, we'll be one step closer that day, one cure closer, one child closer. This month and every month, let's cure childhood cancer together. All right, bonus topic for you. I want to know what's the oldest piece of clothing you still actively wear, Heather?
2: Okay, so I, I bought this tank top in Rome in 2001 and every time I look at it I'm like oh that's that tank top I bought right before 9-11 I should keep that <laughs> Ooh, so wow. it's still in rotation it's good I also have a t-shirt from every single job I've had including our Macworld t-shirts I guys so <laughs>
1: Um so I remember in eighth grade, well it would have been middle school for me, um my mom got me this red shirt that just has two letters on it. Y-O-Yo. Yo. And I thought it was hilarious. And I still have it to this day, and I still wear it to this day, and everybody always thinks that the O is a U at first, and then they're wondering what university starts with a Y, and then I have to say, no, it says yo, it doesn't say YU. and it's a whole thing, and it's a whole thing every time, and I still wear it and love it, and <laughs> it still fits. It's great.
3: Uh, Lex, what about you? Yale is the answer. Yale University starts with a y. Um, ah, this is I really struggled with this question. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I have w- been working really hard to thin out my clothes because I for spent a really long time not getting rid of anything, but also not wearing it. I definitely have a couple sweaters that are still from high school that are in the rotation because I mm-hmm. became 6'2" high school career and am 62 now. So it still works. Um, but there's nothing that's like a, I've stopped keeping things for nostalgia alone. Uh, and so, uh, there's, there's not much that I can think of at this point, but I, I, I'm struggling with this question, but I still like the question. I'm not judging your question. Dan.
0: (laughs) That's fine. If you are, it's okay. I was looking up because the, the one that came to mind for me was a t-shirt that I bought, And I looked it up because I found the receipt in my email, April 2008. Um, And it was um, the uh, reelect Clay Davis shirt that I believe uh, Mule Design uh, made. And I remember this because I pulled it out recently and was wearing it on a trip and somebody complimented it as I got on a plane. Uh, And it was also the shirt I wore at my first date with my wife. So I feel like I'm keeping it in the rotation. It's a good shirt nice a lucky shirt <laughs> that's right hey if you would like to get ad-free episodes with an overtime topic every single week you can become a member of Clockwise just go to relay.fm slash Clockwise you can sign up for just $5 per month or $50 a year and you'll help support the show in this week's overtime topic we talk about digital IDs and with that we have reached the end of this week's episode all that remains is for us to thank our fantastic guest this week Heather Kelly thank you so much for being here
2: anytime but not like literally anytime like once a month maybe <laughs>
1: And Supreme Leader Lex Friedman Thank you so much
0: for being here
3: It's my pleasure, you know I love to keep watching the show
0: (laughs) (laughs) And thank you Everybody out there for listening, we'll be back next week Micah, but until then we remind everyone out there Watch what you say And keep watching the clock Bye everybody